In the business world, they say there is no such thing as a free lunch. Well, when it comes to your relationship with a cluster B, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. There's no such thing as a free lunch. That's what they say in business or in life. But what do they mean by that? No free lunch. I actually call them emotional price tags in your relationship with your cluster B. And before I get started, I'm going to read something that I recently saw on a bulletin board that I thought may be of interest and may answer a lot of questions to people who just can't seem to let go. You know, and this, this, This piece that I'm about to read to you did ring true for me because it reads like this. People always ask victims and survivors of narcissistic abuse. And again, this can be borderline narcissistic abuse, uh, cluster B abuse in general. Why can't you just move on? Why can't you get over it? Why are you still thinking about this person who treated you so bad, who abused you? You can't verbalize why because it's like, where do you even start? The fact that you fell in love with someone that never existed, and now you have to mourn the loss of them. The fact that they conditioned you to be someone that you don't even recognize in the mirror anymore. How do you explain the guilt that you feel for letting go of this person that made you feel like it was your job on earth to save them? How do you explain the anxiety and loneliness that you feel from not having them there because they're the person that soothed you after they abused you? How do you explain that even though they lied to you and fed you empty promises after empty promises, that you still had a tiny bit of hope in your head that maybe they can change How do you explain the anger that you feel that you can't let go of knowing that you were manipulated from day one? That really sums it all up to me personally. And it doesn't matter whether you've been abused by a narcissist, by a borderline, by somebody who's histrionic, somebody who's labeled as a psychopath. It just doesn't matter. That's why I always tell people it doesn't matter what label they have. Maybe it gives you some comfort to say, yeah, I was abused by a narc or I encountered a borderline, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day, abuse is abuse. And it comes back to the point of this podcast about emotional price tags, that there's no such thing as a free lunch with a cluster B. Inherently, everything that they give you, affection-wise, gift-wise, building you up, marrying you, all those things, they take back. They take it all back. So there really is no such thing as a free lunch with a cluster B because the free lunch doesn't last. If they give you something, There's usually a motive behind it, either to build themselves up, to show them, to show you and to show other people that they're wonderful people. 
I've always said that there is a, a public narcissist or cluster B and there's a private narcissist or cluster B. They want people, especially narcissists, want people to believe that they're perfect people. And I can tell you this from my own personal experience with my wife of over 21 years. I've always said this in a lot of my podcasts that if you ever met us in public, you would probably come up to me and say, why do you do these podcasts? The woman you're with is a wonderful person. She seems so nice, so gregarious, so energetic, so positive. She would do anything for somebody. How can you say that she's a cluster B? How can you say that she's a covert, silent, vulnerable narcissist, whichever label you want to place? Because my wife in her public persona is a giving, thoughtful, wonderful person. And if I met her and encountered her and did not know the monster that she is behind closed doors, I would be saying the same thing. But understand that all the baiting that they do, all the love bombing, the sex bombing that they do, there is a limit to it. There is a price to be paid. They built you up and then they are going to tear you down. It's a way that they control you and it's a way that they manipulate you. These are very crafty people. And I find myself wondering whether or not these behaviors are premeditated. Some of them are, but not all of them. I believe that in many cases, the cluster B is trying to survive in the world that they haven't created. Cluster Bs are very delusional people. They create a false reality that you play a part in. And when that false reality starts to have creases or rips or tears, they can't survive in the open air of a normal relationship. So that's what I mean about no such thing as a free lunch with a cluster B because there's so many emotional price tags. We pay for everything that they've ever done for us in kind. We pay back in our emotional security, in our emotional identities. We, we surrender so much to these people. There is no free lunch because everything they do has an emotional price tag and it takes an emotional toll on us. And the longer it goes, the harder it is for us to find our way back to ourselves. I talk a lot about self-healing and that's what this is about because they're not going to heal you. They will continue to wound you and they will continue to screw with your mind. It is an addiction to a certain extent. And I find myself even to this day being totally cognizant, totally aware of the emotional monster that my wife is, the toll and the trauma that I have endured. I still find myself getting a certain high when she's nice, which is very fleeting. She's civil. Her civility is a reflection of my own. I could make my life and my old, excuse me, my youngest daughter's life miserable if I wanted to, 
if I wanted to go to war with my wife, I could do that, but she would she would inherently win. I don't have the means and the way to sustain that warlike behavior, but they do. That is their form of survival. And inherently what they do is that if it becomes unbearable, untenable, they leave or they force your hand to leave. And when they leave and or you leave, you're left, like I read that paragraph, you're left reeling. You don't understand. Why couldn't I save my wife? Well, I've realized that there is no saving her. She doesn't want to be saved. She just wants to continue to exist. And if I weren't in the picture, there would be somebody else. Because that's why they don't form any real bonds with anybody, because they can't. They've suffered from arrested development when they were very young. Maybe through family trauma, maybe by being a daughter or a son of a family of narcissists of which unfortunately my wife is, I can surmise that I can't necessarily prove that, but certainly these are the behaviors that she has had to adapt to and learn to exhibit, to get by. And it hasn't treated her It really hasn't served her very well. And she would tell you that. So, Yeah, we need to kind of look at things for what they truly are. We have to look at at them from our reality as opposed to their delusional reality, the reality that they try to create, the public persona that they believe everybody's going to buy into, and frequently they do. It is hard for me to watch my wife go through the act out there being just so nice and so benevolent and so kind and so thoughtful when those are the qualities I so desperately want from her. But she will not give me those qualities because when you are discarded, when they detach from you, either they take flight or they make your life a living hell. They're forcing your hand. And in this case, I think my wife is forcing my hand because as I've said in previous podcasts, She doesn't see anything wrong with the relationship the way it is. She's living her best life. And unless I make a change happen, nothing's really going to change. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you do get a moment, please leave a review on whichever podcast you happen to be listening to My Inner Torch on. It does help spread the word. We all know it's about algorithms and certainly I want the word to be spread so that other people can benefit from my experience and maybe they can draw some solace, comfort and understanding that they're not alone because you're not alone, that you have self-value, that you are a good person and that you shouldn't subject yourself to this. You are not deservant of this and nor are they deservant of your kindness love, empathy, compassion. They just truly aren't because they don't take it and use it for good. They use it for evil. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. 